everyone, and welcome to Last Week in Basketball, a recap of some of the most important storylines and highlights that happened this past two days in the NBA. I am your co-host, Mowgli, and sitting next to me, as always, the man, the myth, the Malv. Welcome back, everybody. What is going on, Malv? <laughs> tell angry. me, tell me you saw that live. I'm angry. I don't, I don't want to do the show right now. <laughs> you don't want to do the show? Do We're doing it, it live! <laughs> Yes, everybody. Hello. Welcome back. Let's get into it, shall we? Milwaukee Bucks versus the Phoenix Suns. Game five of the NBA Finals. Perhaps the game of the series? Yeah, so far. One of the most exciting games. Like, ugh. Milwaukee defeats the Phoenix Suns 123-119. to Showed their mental toughness by weathering an insane first quarter from Phoenix. And not only that, that crowd... Is so yeah. wild. They're so. I love the They're energy. There. I love the energy. It. No, but like what you're saying too. Like, ah, oh, we were the Suns are going off to like a great, great start, and I was like, this is going to be hard for the Milwaukee Bucks. But like you said, they just stayed headstrong, you know, and just kept pushing it. And man, they came out with a fucking incredible win. Yeah, it was yeah. literally a tale of quarters, in right. Literally in my note, I have it. Like, damn, quarter one for sure was the Suns. Like, damn, like they didn't want to lose. You know, Devin Booker and the Suns were like. Exactly what I always said. Go through with that energy, you know? But once, like, the battle just started coming through in uh, quarter two, you know? Phoenix drops 37 points, and then Milwaukee answers the second quarter with 43, and then they answered the third quarter with 36. But Phoenix, to quote Cypress Hill, they ain't going out like that. <laughs> they get the game to within two, right? Or was it one? It was one. It was, it was one. one with, yeah, I'm like, sorry. 30 seconds. It was left. one because yeah. Chris Paul made that crazy layup. Yeah. He made that crazy shot over Middleton, I think. Credit to the victors. We're going to talk about Milwaukee first. Yep. And the main dude we're going to talk about, it's the still, Greek man. It's still Giannis. Wow. <laughs> Giannis Antetokounmpo, 32 points, 6 assists, 9 rebounds, but most importantly, an epic Alley oop finish. That's how he won That's the NBA Finals you. game. I'll give you that. That was fucking clean, bro. That this, was actually really, really nice. From an epic alley oop block to an epic alley oop slam. It was kind of like a full circle thing that Giannis did. He's creating mm. his own iconic Finals mixtape right now, dude. It was so sick. Watch. I was yelling so hard oh, watching yeah, that. Dude. And then Chris Paul. I didn't even know it was an and one until like oh, thirty shit. seconds Fuck, later. Yeah. <laughs> he missed the he shot. Missed it. Yeah, he yeah, missed yeah. the shot, and then he he tipped it out to uh, Chris Middleton, who actually missed one of the free throws. But it was scary still. Like if Devin Booker would have made his shot, like it would have been really like fuck. Maybe OT, but. The fucking Bucks, they did it. Drew so, Holiday with that steal, though, just to make that dunk happen, bro. Holiday, he isn't even the primary defender on Devin Booker. He just sees that he's kind of getting stuck in no man's land. Mm. He rushes in. He gets the basketball. When I was hearing the post-game interview with Drew Holiday, like, the reason why he didn't, like, try to go for a foul or get fouled or lose more of the time is because Giannis was behind him yelling, like, keep going, go, go, you know, like, don't stop. When he, you know, he threw it, like, with 16 seconds left, he threw him up the alley-oop, and, like, honestly, that was a forceful jam. That was, that's what I would give you. That's a finals dunk. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's a final sequence, actually. You know, it was really nice, and honestly, we talk about the inconsistency of, like, all these Bucks players, but finally, the three, the big three of them, they hit it. Yeah, they, they all showed up today, mm-hmm. uh, and I have some really cool stats that I'm going to go ahead and pull up real quick. First one that I want to pull up is by StatMuse, and this is specifically about Giannis. So no player has ever averaged 30, 10, and 5 on 60% field goal percentage in a final series until Giannis. 
So that's pretty insane. You mentioned the others. So the others are going to be Chris Middleton. He had 29, 7, and 5. Drew Holiday. Yeah, that's who the main star is. He was this. Oh, my goodness, dude. Those shots he was hitting. Anyways, anyways, though. He bounced back today. Mm -hmm. And I have another insane stat. According to ESPN Stats and Info, Giannis, Drew Holiday, and Chris Middleton are the fifth trio in NBA Finals history to each record 25 points on 50% shooting since who? It was Golden State. No, it's Fuck. not. Uh, it's our Lakers. I was going to say that first. Our Magic Showtime League. Lakers, uh. 1985. James Worthy, Kareem, and Magic. A couple other players that really stood out. Bobby Portis. He your, only had nine points goons. and three rebounds. <laughs> but those eyes. These eyes. Uh, I loved it. Pat Connaughton. Something about him being the three-point leader. Now in the final series, I knew he was really unconscious from three-point range, but I think Mike Breen had called that out. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know he was leading all scorers from three-point range in this series. Whatever happens, this is going to be the last game in Milwaukee this season. So it's going to be such Uh, a tough game. Like, like, seriously, we're saying how each game is like, oh, this one's going to be good. They've all been really good, but this Mm. one is going to be super, super intense. Oh, it has to be. It's a desperation game. Are you going to stay up to watch this or no? I'm planning to do like a really mini nap during the first half and then wake up and then go right asleep after. Yeah, right. Power nap, right? right You're conditioning, bro. You're (laughs) tapering. You got to do it sometime. Uh, What a mouth got to (laughs) do. What a fuck. No, no, but like you were saying, like you're saying, they definitely, it's going to be a crazy ass game. Game six, it has to be. Who are you favoring? But I have to go with the Suns. But the thing is, like we were talking about the last episode, game four, I, they lost that for sure. And in this game, I don't feel like they lost it. Like they were, they were getting beaten, but they had a chance to steal it at the last like two minutes. So you're saying Phoenix lost this game? No, but I don't think they completely. They had a chance to win. Does that make any sense? They didn't it, lose it, but they had a. No, chance to they win. started off as perfect as you could start off. Mm. 16-point lead, dropping 37 at home court. That home court, as raucous as they are. But Milwaukee was just like, nah, fam. Mm. Nah, fam. We got this. <laughs> Very impressive. Should we talk about the Phoenix Suns now, then? We got to. We got to talk about the one man and the one man only. Ooh, Devin Booker. Yep. Yes. Come on, bro. Wow. Those shots, he was willing his team. That's what I was telling you. Like, we were talking about it earlier beforehand. Like, that's what I saw. Like, he just didn't want to lose. And he was trying everything he could. 40 points, 3 assists, 4 rebounds. DeAndre Ayton, 20 points, 1 assist, 10 rebounds. And here we go, Chris Paul, 21, 11 assists, 2 rebounds. He did goof a little bit at the end. That's why you should ask LeBron, who was there at the game, like, yo, help me out. How am I going to win this game right here? You saw LeBron there courtside? Yeah, yeah I saw Drain that too. his tequila, just chilling. Adele. Adele. I didn't even know who the hell she was. She kind of looked like Emily Blunt. She's dating, what's his name now? Rich Paul? or uh, According Mad- to Woj, right? Ooh. You know it's real when Woj bombs it. Yeah, right? For real. <laughs> Woj is getting into the, the dating scene now. Well, Whoa. He's going to link up with TMZ. Watch it. I already know. But, but okay, let's get back to the game. Uh, ESPN, I got this great uh, stat. So, Devin Booker, you know, he had 40 points in game four, five, this current one, but he had 42 in game four, becoming the first player in finals history to lose back-to-back games in which he went 40-plus points. That sucks. That sucks, bro. In your first finals appearance, your first playoff appearance, you're fucking killing it. That's why I'm telling you that CP3 is, like, helping him lose. You brought it up. He is the veteran who we were looking for. What did I bring up games before? Like, we needed him. They needed him to slow down the game, and it just seems like not necessarily it's slowing down, but there are a little bit more mistakes happening towards the end. Mm-hmm. 
know what I mean? I see what you're saying there. And, and Chris Paul is the leader on the court, but at the same time, it's part of the head coach's job too, right? Because where were those important timeouts when Milwaukee was making that run in the second quarter? I didn't see Monty Williams, you know, he was kind of channeling his inner Phil Jackson where it's like, let, let play, them figure it yeah, out. They'll figure it out. It out yeah. uh, I think maybe a timeout in the middle of that. Um, was Devin Booker playing while that run was happening? Yeah, I believe he was. He was on the court? Yeah. Okay. Um, Probably not the full minute, so. But again, like you said, they're all brand new, but at the same time, like, no one could really feel Jackson. You wish they would because they're all pros, you know, especially CP3. Like, you're at the pinnacle now. This is what you've been waiting for your whole career. Mm-hmm. Is he in his head where he's like, don't fuck it up, and then that's when you start fucking it up, you know? Because for me, like, Devin Booker doesn't seem like he has that. He seems like he's going for it. I know he had, like, a horrible game. What was it? Uh, three, like a horrible game three, but look how he bounced back with the next two games. And we said it too, like he was going to come back big. You know, he is. And for game six, I'm seeing another, he's going to be insane. If he hits another 40 point, I'm not sure how morally deflated Phoenix is. I don't think they're deflated. I, I still think it's the Suns to lose. This series is still theirs to lose. Cause I still believe that they could win it in seven. I don't see it from like the whole team that it's hampered down because we've seen it before where there are teams like in any like playoff series that lose badly, like the morale you see on all the faces of the teammates, you know, mm-hmm. I still don't see that in the Phoenix Suns. I see more of like the, like a frustration, like fuck. I got this notification on my phone and it was the post game press conference and Devin Booker and Chris Paul were both doing the interview together. Yeah. And did you see that question? No, I didn't see that one. So, but they, I, so they asked Devin Booker. They're like, hey, how frustrated do you think Chris Paul is? Or how frustrated do you feel for Chris Paul right now? And, and Devin Booker wasn't having any of that. He's like, next question. And I was like, yeah, dude, they're super mad. Another two dudes that I wanted to shout out, though, is Mikael Bridges. Oh. Whoa, this dude, like, he's he really long. Season. Like, his <laughs> arms are super, super long. He had 13 points, one rebound, four assists. It felt like he was hitting timely-ass three-pointers. You can't forget Jay Crowder as well. He had 10 points, three assists. Five rebounds. IJ. <laughs> All right, Malv, before we move on, let's just do our game six predictions. Mm-hmm. What do you have? I say this is a must win for the Phoenix Suns. This is a must win. Of course it is. Because <laughs> yeah, if they don't win, their season's over. That's who, that's who I got winning. Right? Yeah. To me, it's like, ah, do I want the Bucks to win it in six? I did have him in seven. Also, this will be the last game of basketball for the season. So it's like, do I want to be greedy and push it even more? But then at the same time, game seven, all bets are off. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably going to go into this the same way. Well, actually reversed from what I did in game five because I had Suns winning in game yeah. five, but I was like, I wouldn't be upset if Milwaukee won. I have the Bucks winning in game six, but I wouldn't be upset if the Suns win. Yeah. I'm hoping they win because they have to force a game seven. You, you're going to lose too much, you know? Yeah. You're, you're here at the top. Like, this is your chance. Yeah. Don't fucking waste it. All right, all right. Well, here's to an epic game six Tuesday night. We'll be watching. Mm-hmm. Moving on to international basketball news, Team USA, Malv. I loved it. I loved it. Team USA finally, finally gets their first legitimate win. Hey, Argentina's legit too, right? <laughs> Ginobili, Luis Scola back in the day. Yeah. We had real big battles with Spain. That, and that's who Team USA played for their final exhibition match, yes? Yeah. But what was really nice for me is seeing a former Spaniard, one that me and you have fond memories of, at former Laker champ. And I didn't even know he was 41 years old already. Dang, he's 41? Yeah. Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol, yeah. I did not know that. He had a couple good plays. He had one monster slam during the game. Um 
Yeah, dude, it was just nice seeing him again. You know, like when they told me it was when the commentator was like 41 years old, I was like, shit, bro. Yeah. He did move a little bit slower a couple points, but... <laughs> is this kind of like his victory lap, you would say? Oh, yeah. Him and Marcus I'm thinking this is done. This is their last Olympics. I would have to agree for both of those both as well. Both of them, you yeah. know? And the funny thing, while I was watching it, too, I was like, fuck. Like, weight does a lot, bro. Because, like, watching Marcus and, like, watching uh, Powell, like, Powell was still moving pretty quickly and, like, you know, flexible and, like, agility and, like... Mark is what, like four, four, five years younger? A bit slower. Well, a lot compared to him still, like a 41-year-old, yeah. you know? He got a couple LBs on him. He's always, <laughs> yeah, no, Marcus sure. Saul has always been kind of a bigger. He's a beefy little brother, yeah, you know? Yeah. Beefy boy. <laughs> uh, one thing, though, we were a little bit disrespectful last episode uh-huh. because we didn't know who, who was his name? Keldon Johnson? Yeah. I, I always <laughs> want to call him Kelvin Johnson. But, yeah, he had a nasty steal in the game. And you know what? I guess Pop knows what he's doing. I'm kind of like seeing what the Spurs are going to do next. You know, we'll see if they like get back to tip-top shape or just playoff shape, you know, like solid playoff shape. This is going to benefit him if he can stay healthy, if he can stay learning, stay consistent. Yeah, shout-out to Keldon Johnson. Shout-out to Team USA. We're expecting a gold. If we don't get that, we're going to be very, very angry. Yep, can't be losing to these foreigners in our sport, bro. <laughs> okay, okay, moving back stateside. We got some NBA coach news. Ooh. And it looks like all seven head coaching vacancies are now filled. Uh, let's go ahead and recap them. The most recent new head coach is Wes Unsell Jr. He will be the head coach for the Washington Wizards. Willie Green, he's the Pelicans head coach. Chauncey Billups, Trailblazers head coach. Rick Carlisle. Back to Indiana. Nice. Ime Udoka, he will be the Celtics head coach. Nate McMillan has been promoted from the interim head coach to the full-time head coach in Atlanta. And Chris Finch, not too sure, not too familiar with that guy, but he is the Timberwolves head coach. Uh, Jason Kidd, the Dallas Mavericks head coach. We should know him. Yeah. Yeah. And Jamal Mosley, he is the Magic head coach. And that is our new NBA head coaches. Malv, your thoughts? A lot of new names. A lot of people I'm not familiar with. (laughs) Well, you knew a lot more than I do. That's why you're the encyclopedia. But, yeah, no, I'm I'm glad for this. You know, the big uproar, why we're talking about this, because this was the main topic in the media, because this is the first time that seven African-American or people of color have become head coaches in one season. You know, so, like, that's a big victory, too. And I know we were talking off air, and, like, we don't usually get too serious in basketball, like, you know, like, really, really serious. But we were talking about it, you know, and – just seeing, getting each other's, you know, viewpoint on that. Like, like, what are your opinions on it? Like, especially that main focus, especially the one the media is trying to focus on right now. Right. I mean, you always want representation. The majority of these players are of African-American descent. Most of these coaches have paid their dues. They have some experience on the sidelines as assistants or something like that. Um, it just depends on what each franchise expects from them because there's different stages. Like Chauncey Billups, first-time yeah. head coach, those are championship expectations there. Uh, as far as Jamal Mosley, you know, the magic is a little <laughs> bit different than the Portland Trailblazers. Um, yeah, so, with the Celtics call, too. I bet you that that has to be a high playoff. Oh, like, yes. You know, yeah, Ime Udoka. Yeah. He was an assistant with Brooklyn, so he could probably bring a little bit of that, a little bit mm-hmm. of the tutelage that he got from Steve Nash, Mike D'Antoni. Um, I just want competitive basketball. And if these are the people that they feel are the most qualified, then so be it. I'm with you, like you said, uh, competitive basketball and, like, even though my industry is different than basketball, you know, more in film. But, like, in film, it is, a, like, a team sport. You know, you have to make sure you have, like, the great, you know, cinematographer, great. Gaffer, you know, the gaffer, set designer, all everything, that stuff. Everything, you know. Like, Composer. 
I want the best of the best, like the most credible. Like to me, it's not like how you look, your color, or where you're from. It's about like the talent you put in. Hopefully, like new blood just brings out like new forms of energy, especially with the new young guys coming in the league. We've heard it before that like a lot of the older coaches, like more of like our gen coaches that they're not relating to the players of today. And like, I don't know necessarily if that's because they're just old. We'll find out. We're going to find out next season, though, Mm Malph. We will. But good luck to all the men. You know that? Yeah. All right. Let's do the injured list. (laughs) It's not really an injured list. It's a sad, unfortunate thing. Bismarck Key, hip hop staple. R.I.P., bro. That voice. Just a friend. Mm -hmm. Don't give me that. Don't even give me that. I still say that all the time. (laughs) Unfortunately, he passed away over the weekend. He was 57. Anything you want to add to that, Malv? No. R.I.P. to Bismarck Key. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Okay, the final thing before we head off today, the designated Lakers talk. It's been a quiet week. It was. Yeah. Too quiet? Mm, I heard some lame rumors, but like how we always talk about it's those summer, you know. Yeah, it's the summer. Yeah, so I'm not, I don't want to bring those into you because they're like too ridiculous, you know, but. We do have some pre-draft workouts. We're getting kind of Mm -hmm. gearing towards the NBA draft, so we'll see what the Lakers are able to do in the second round and stuff like that. I feel like the Lakers, they've they've gotten talent. You know, Jordan Clarkson, Kyle Kuzma, those are all second-round picks. So, yeah. We'll we'll see where to go from there. But, like, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a draft kind of guy, like, even the pre-draft. Like, I'm not into that, you know? Same, same. I'd wait till the end. But, you know, like you said, hopefully they always do pick solid people, especially the last five seasons, I would say. Like, they, all the, like, backups have been pretty good. Robert Sacre? Fuck. <laughs> I met him here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. I met him at the Galleria. <laughs> yeah. Shout nice out to too. Bobby S. <laughs> he's, he's pretty cool, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Once a Laker, always a Laker. Yeah. All right, all right. I think that's it for today, Malv. No, no. We got to talk about Space Jam. That's oh! our designated Laker news. That's, that's our designated Laker news. Yes, yes, yes. Space Jam. I forgot about that. A new legacy. Malv, did you catch it? Yeah, I'm going to give you guys a non-spoiler review. Definitely a family movie. So any of our listeners who got family or, you know, like, they'll love it. They'll love the shit out of this movie. But I just still think it doesn't compare to the original Space Jam. I mean, we some, were kids. We, it's it's very sentimental. It I know. is, but even the story, I'm coming in from, like, half the, like, a, a filmmaker's mind. I'm like... I still like the story from the first one. Like, it's just mm. two different stories, you know? Well, okay, I'm going to have to watch it, and then we'll have a nice discussion. We can have a great discussion with our audience. You guys want to go ahead and give us an email or something, malvinmogley at gmail.com. Uh, I think that's a good way to end the show, right? Yep. All right, it. guys. Thank you guys for listening. We've got another episode coming up in a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> uh, questions, comments, anything like that, feel free to email us at malvinmogley at gmail.com. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. If you listen on Apple, kindly rate us five stars. And one more thing, follow us on social media, will ya? At Malv underscore N underscore Mowgli. Malv, one more time. Game six prediction? Suns, baby. All right. I'm going bucks, but whatever happens, happens. All right, guys. We'll see you in a couple days because we love finals basketball.